What's up, Top of the List listeners? Welcome back to another episode of Top of the List with your host, of course, myself, RB. I'm here with my co-host, Dom. Say what's up, Dom. What's up, everybody? And uh, this week, we're here to discuss not only uh, a new film, uh, Missing, that hit theaters a couple of weeks ago, but also to to go back and take a look at uh, a a film that was somewhat, I would say, a a loose... uh, prequel to this that came out uh searching back in 2018 i had not seen either dom you had sung the praises of searching uh, directed by anish chiganti this film uh yeah. I'll, very I'll tell you similar right now, style then. yeah i'll tell you right now rb i was there on day one singing the praises yep. of searching bro and and i mean that literally because i remember very distinctly using um i think this was one of my movie pass movies rb and mm-hmm. i used my movie pass that would line up yeah, I used my movie pass to see this one day one because I saw the trailer okay. and I was like, can they pull this off? I got to see this. It was this debut film and the trailer got me because I like John Cho and I was like, I got to see this. And this is one of my most memorable theater experiences of all time just from a suspense perspective because I was on the edge of my seat for the entire runtime of searching. So yeah, I've yeah, been singing and- the praises since day one. You know, I've sort of turned a corner. We've talked about this for the years we've been recording this show. Of I'm not a big horror suspense guy, but something's changed in me. I've sort of turned a corner. I saw the trailer for Missing. Um, I'm sorry, for Searching. And I was like, okay, this looks good. I'd like to see this. And I know how much you loved, uh, you loved Searching. So I went back. I was like, I'm going to watch Searching. They look vaguely right. familiar. I don't know how much one's going to tie into the other. As we saw, there's actually a, quite a few allusions to uh, to searching in Missing. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I went back, gave it a watch, loved, loved, loved searching. And uh, so I, I definitely said I'm going to give Missing a shot, and I'm glad I did. I'm glad I delved into this film. Of course, there was a film sandwiched in between, different style of film, but similar sort of uh, genre in Run that you and I had watched together um, and reviewed on, again on on your rec- uh, recommendation and reviewed yeah one of our early episodes uh, and loved that one as well so really was excited excited to see after thoroughly enjoying searching and run to see what missing had to bring now you were explaining to me before the episode with missing it actually isn't directed by Anish Chiganti uh, right. Yeah, it's kind of a disciple of his, uh, you know, someone that was also involved with the production of the first Searching film. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think that it was a seamless handoff to him. You know, Chiganti was still involved in writing the story that you were telling me. So it was it was still very much in, in good hands that they're expanding this. You know, it's, it's the Searching franchise, as they're calling yes. it now. So um, what I want to hear from you, RB, and I'm, I'm going to do it myself as well. I want to mm-hmm. know, out of these three films... What's your top of the list here? Absolutely. No, I think that's a great question. You go ahead and start if you'd like. Okay, great, because I, I think Searching is my favorite of these three. And and I want people to put – let me put this in perspective for you and our listeners, RB, mm-hmm. because uh, Run, when I reviewed it, was my it was my number one that year. Yep. When we did our top yep. movies, I think – what was it, 2021? 2020. 2020. So we filmed in tw- January of 2021 for the year 2020. Exactly. So it was it was my number one at that point. So uh, and and at the, and I had given Run a nine, and it's speaking loads that Run is my third favorite of these films, and I really? loved Run. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I, you know, you know, I think Missing and Run are kind of competing a little bit back and forth. I both enjoy them about equally, but in my opinion, Searching is a ten out of ten film. It was completely unique. 
other films had attempted it, specifically a horror film called Unfriended, attempted to do something like this to mixed effect, didn't really stick the landing. And um, this was the first time where they did a film fully from the perspective of technology and, you know, cameras and, and webcams and text messages where not only was it completely fully understandable without being overwhelming and, you know, overstimulating, but it was completely suspenseful to the word go. I mean, I thought I was on the edge of my seat and for the last, you know, I don't know, the whole movie pretty much. I was on the edge of my seat, I'd say. So, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, again, run, run through rating. that list in that order. Yeah. So number one, searching, uh, number two, missing and number three run. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be pretty similar to you there. I'm going to flip run and missing. Now, okay. all three of these films for me are great films. So I'll, you know, sort of a spoiler there for what my ranking's going to be. All three of these are above an eight out of 10. Now, mm. uh, I, I preferred searching and run both more to missing. Okay. And I mean, this just goes to the story. I, I think there's a lot more online, uh, a lot more on the line when a child is in danger or maybe not a child, but you know, a, a younger person, I think where missing didn't quite hit it as hard for me as run and searching was the person who was mostly in danger throughout the film was the child's mother. We saw it from the perspective of the child. It wasn't the yeah. child who was truly in danger. Now there were, there were some scenes without going into spoilers yet in missing where our main character was in danger. But again, I just think the suspense in searching and run, and also the the payoff with the big twists at the end of searching and run, got me a little bit more oh, yeah. than it did in missing. I, I found a little bit of the twist to be predictable, where I started putting the pieces together more easily in missing than I did in searching and run. The twist and in placed, searching is incredible. Incredible. I did not see it coming at all. It was like oh, the movie yeah. had come to an end, and then all of a sudden we get these final. 30 minutes, maybe even 20 minutes that just completely turned the whole plot on its head. Um, oh, yeah. And then again, why I give searching just a higher, a little bit higher score of run, I'd probably give searching a nine and a half run and nine and missing probably an eight is, again, as you explained so perfectly, that the way they film this with technology rather than just your traditional narrative film, run goes for the traditional suspense thriller. And I, right. I love it, but it's been done before. Searching was something that I had never seen. You had referenced Unfriended. I have never seen Unfriended. But I think Searching and even Missing did an excellent job with that too. Um, yeah. Loved both of those films um, for that reason. Yeah, Unfriended was more of like a hybrid where they had some mm-hmm. real footage, some from the perspective of a camera. And uh, uh, yeah, so, you know. Well, it, it's, it's just yeah. interesting is if this is going to be a new a new style of filmmaking. I remember when we were probably in middle school, maybe a little bit younger, the the big craze for movies were like um like Cloverfield or um found the, footage. You know, the running around like home movie style films and yeah. I hated it. I absolutely oh, hated me too. it. But this is this is I don't know that I want to call it a gimmick, but sort of a, a genre that I could get behind if they make more films like this in this searching franchise. I love that you brought that up, RB, because I think you're talking about it like you were saying, like the Blair Witch Project, and we got uh, like a lot of those paranormal activity movies are like yep, handheld yep. home film, 
movies that are supposed to be suspense thrillers. Mm -hmm. And my problem with that was simply that it's so hard to fucking see what's going on. Yes, exactly. And this one doesn't make it hard to see. This one is even putting in little Easter eggs around the screen, you know, because it's like looking at a computer screen. It's like what we're looking at right now, quite frankly. And it's something that we're used to as as a generation of looking at. More so than just staring at a screen, looking at a screen with all these different news outlets and other, you know, other things going on and what is really supposed to be focused on. It it was really a genius move back in 2018 uh, by this whole production crew when they first made Searching. And again, I think they did it masterfully again with Missing. Yeah, and and as we transition into our full review of Missing right now, I just want to say that, you know, for these two films, Searching and Missing, I think that the... The level of work on display is as impressive as a stop motion film because yeah, yeah. if you think about it, every detail of the screen, the you know artificial computer screen, laptop screen, has to be painstakingly looked over to make sure that, that every word is right. It all looks and, and you know yeah, you like you said, it has to be easily followable for people that maybe you know might not be able to follow along if something moves by too quick, something is closed too quickly. So it, it really is a big painstakingly long and and hard production to make these this kind of film so it's a lot of respect to the filmmakers oh very much so very much so and i I think that's something that may be lost upon uh an audience that doesn't have that kind of knowledge you know they see this and they say oh it's lazy they don't have the big set designs they don't have all you know all the camera work and cinematography but it's not because as, as it's different from that absolutely but it takes just as much work to design that look uh, in a cinema yeah. because none of that is real. I mean, it's not actually filmed on FaceTime. And the thing that you know amazes me is the sequences, like when we have the news reports. All the I was just looking at it, you know, upon you know I, I rented it on Amazon, so I had forty eight hours to look at it. You know, going back and looking through the news reports and missing and and reading all of them on the bottom, like the little news tickers and whatnot. Yeah. Just to see if they said anything that was important or if it was just gibberish. And, you know, they were news. It, it was interesting. I liked the choice. I, I think this was a stylistic choice that all the news on there was kind of bad and dark. But it was yeah. just interesting to read all of it. Oh, it was, that was a great year. Dude, the, I love that this movie is made for eagle eye viewers like you and me, RB, because mm-hmm. we notice stuff like that. And like you said, it adds to the feeling and the tone of the movie and they did such a great job so yeah but yeah let's let's talk about a few of the characters in missing and talk about any standout performances let's talk about our main character how do you think she did yeah uh so so we're referring to uh the role played by natalie kasabian correct um correct yeah yeah and i'm trying to remember i'm, I'm pulling it up right now because i don't remember her character's name june yeah june yes yeah. um june bug yes yes i don't necessarily know how great of a performance she put on. I thought she was good, but I don't think that she was anywhere selling the panic as good as John Cho did in the original film. Yes, I agree. And I, I, I don't know if that's to her or once again, just a different role reversal. A right. parent losing a child versus a child who, again, as we've discovered, is 18 and feels guilty because she's become independent, it seems, from her mother. But, you know, is becoming independent and maturing and getting ready to go off to college. You know, I think it's... It kind of maybe, a different angle than before. I don't think it's before. necessarily her acting than, than exactly yeah. the way it's written. Yeah, definitely a different angle they took on her character yes. than in Searching. A little bit, you know, less emotional investment, a little bit less of a big 
payoff, like we said, as John chose. But still, it was great. Um, a couple other performances I thought were <laughs> really good. I, as the standout for me in this film was her friend that she made, that she kind of hired in, uh, I think, oh. what was it? Where, where did in, they go? Uh, was in it? Cartagena, Colombia. Right, in Colombia. And she, she hires him, and he's such an endearing performance from a small part. I thought yeah. that was really awesome. What do you think? Without a doubt. That, that's Javi, right? Yeah, Javi. Yeah, I, I thought he was – he definitely stole stole the show here. I, I think my biggest critique with this film is the fact that in, in searching and even – especially in Run, we got a lot of great character development. I felt oh, yeah. like in this one we didn't really get much character development from any of the characters besides June. But a, a character that – that that exception is is Javi, and that's just because of how well he performs in this role. He's he, like you said, he's endearing. He 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 draws the audience in every time oh, yeah. he you know she gets a, a what is it is it a WhatsApp call or a line call? Yeah, uh, WhatsApp. You know that definitely to me the best the best sequences in this film are anytime Javi calls. Yeah, absolutely. So that was one of the best things. And I watched this one in the theater with my mom, and she's a big fan of that actor. I, I had never really seen him in anything that much before, but he was a recognizable face to my mom. And he said, and my mom was saying, oh, he's a great actor uh, in the movie theater. So uh, yeah, and she was right. He did a great job. So any any other standouts here, RB, or any other things we could debate? You know, it's interesting. Like, for example, there, there were characters that I wanted to know more about that I don't think got as much screen time as they deserved. You know, I thought that Kevin, the, the few times we saw him on screen and then we hear about yeah. his past, and I would have liked to have seen more of him. And I know you're limited with the style of film, but I thought that he was a very interesting character in the twists and turns. I mean, he was kind of yes. the central focal point of the big twist in this film, and yet maybe that's why the twist didn't pay off that much because we just didn't know all that much about him to make us feel like we were going left and then all of a sudden we take the hard right like we did in Run or Searching. I, I liked Kevin's use in this story. I liked how he was kind of a double red herring where he was the villain, then he was the good guy, then he was the villain again. And I, I really enjoyed that that turn for him to play on the audience. So I, I, I didn't I think, necessarily yeah. understand his death. I think that's what soured me on his role was I felt like he had a bigger role to play when they killed him. And I didn't really understand why they killed him. It was kind of a plot hole. Like why did he get kidnapped in Columbia? Like, like just all that stuff. Like that, that kind of was a little bit of a plot hole for me. Like you're right. The way his story ended, it seemed kind of like brushed under the rug so we could focus on her dad, which shows up in the third act of this film. Yep, absolutely. And I, I do think another performance, that, another character that I thought had good potential that played into the twist at the end was uh, Heather, uh, the, the lawyer friend. And I thought she yes. had more potential in another character that, and by my, from my point of view, my vantage point, got killed off a little too early in this film without allowing us to fully understand the depth of her character. You know, it's just she dies, and then in the final. 10 minutes of the film it's oh and by the way this is what role she played yeah i think i think what the main difference between searching and missing is is that in searching excuse me we it feels like we got a lot more i think you mentioned it we got a lot more time with each of these suspects that we'll i'll put in that suspects yeah exactly that's a big difference I, i think top to bottom the character i mean there was at no point did i or at at some point, I I pre- expected it was every single suspect in searching. I feel like in missing, 
Right, let me make sure I got those right. Yep, in, in missing. Yeah. Um, I, I felt like you could quickly rule out who was and who wasn't involved. Whereas, like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, at a certain point, I was 100% convinced in searching it was it was the brother. I was, right. I was certain of it. You know, I mean, they did such a great job, like I said, leading us down a rabbit hole that ended oh, yeah. up at a dead end in that in those. And I just, I didn't quite get that feeling in searching. In both, uh, it, I'm, I'm sorry, in missing, in searching, and in um, and in run. And maybe it's because yeah. I watched them at home. I remember mm. by the third act, I was literally up, pacing, wringing my hands, sweating. And unfortunately, in missing, it just didn't quite get me there. Okay, I could feel that. I I still yeah. really enjoyed it a lot, but uh, oh, there are some differences. Enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, but like I said, I mean, it still gets an eight out of ten for me. A must watch yeah. this year, and probably one of my. I mean, at least this far. Granted, I've I've been keeping a, a running tally here, you know, so I make sure my my top of the list is is consistent at the end of the year. I've only yeah. seen six movies this year, but this one ranks pretty highly of those first six that I've seen so far here in twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I might give it a little bit higher of a score. Um, okay. you know, I, I think I would probably put it, like I said, probably on par with run for me, I'd say maybe okay, yeah. in the nine range, which is where I'd put run. And, uh, but yeah, maybe, I don't know, m- m- more that I think about it, I might've liked run a little bit more. I don't know. I'm kind of going I, back I and forth for me. It's, it's very similar as I think about this to superhero superhero films. And you and I have discussed this countless times. The superhero film is just as much determined by how the, the, the protagonist performs as the antagonist, as our villain. And I think the same can be said in these films. And I think both the villains in Searching and Run surpassed yeah. our villain in Missing. I mean, you want to talk about a villainous performance, it's... Is, it's Sarah Paulson, right? Sarah in, Paulson and uh, Run. In Run, maybe one of the greatest. Yeah. Uh, gives one of the greatest performances in a suspense film I've ever seen. Up there with yeah. one of my favorite suspense films, uh, The Gift. I don't know if you remember that one. <sighs> we may have watched that one together. But oh, yeah, yeah we that, did. I just, that was, I just that was an awesome across movie. that on, on Hulu. And that's another suspense film that gives us, to me, one of the greatest villain performances. Sarah Paulson All time, in that film yeah. is incredible. Um, oh, yeah. Again, our detective in searching, uh, incredible in the way she plays the role because you don't suspect her. Yeah, and I think what the big difference here is 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 that in searching, the the the, the difference between searching and and missing is that you know we had some good performances here, whereas I feel like in in searching versus missing, we had John Cho, which I thought should have won the Oscar that year. I thought he was he that was, good. He was incredible in that role, yes. So, and, and like you said, The Detective was also another phenomenal performance. One of the best twisty, deceitful performances I've ever seen. So, yep. so th- those two standout performances is the gap that we're seeing in our scores. So, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, I agree. So, I, I guess the next question is, as you've alluded to here... This is sort of becoming a franchise, it would seem, this style of film. Any thoughts on where, where we go next in what, what the next level is? And I think it's interesting because we saw the evolution from searching to missing in the style of technology and the way things were, were right. uh, displayed. Where, where do you think we go next here? Um, I think that we could go a couple different directions. I think that Anish Chaganti is not going to be um, making another uh, one of these films. I think he might produce and still be mm-hmm. involved. 
Okay. But I think he's going to go his own direction, make his own original film, kind of akin to Run was like his foray into like a more Hitchcockian style. Mm. I think that mm-hmm. he'll make something more like that. Okay. But I think that the director that we got in Missing will make the next film. And I'm very happy to to say that I'm I'm hopeful that we will get that. What I would like to see, though, is a TV show in this style instead of a third film. And I'd like to okay. see what we could do with a TV series in this format. That would be awesome. All right. Yeah. No, I, I could definitely get behind that, um, especially with the allusions to sort of the um, – Right. I forget what it's called, but the, the, the show. Netflix you know, they show, have the Netflix yeah. show that, they, yeah, that they're watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, I think, that, I think that's a great idea. I also think it could be cool to watch – this sort of a film delve into like a, a VR uh, standpoint or oh, augmented yeah. reality with the idea of, you know, that more developing um, almost in, in, in the likes of, as you mentioned, you know, Hitchcock, uh, like a rear window, like watching yeah. something happen through the eyes of augmented reality and how that can assist or hinder uh, the idea yeah, that's, of that's of actually a really good. That's a really good metaphor, RB, because if you think about it, these the searching was kind of like the modern day version of Rear Window, where you can look into people's yep. lives through your through your computer. So, I, yeah, mm. that's a really smart allegory there, RB. I like that. Uh, so, I think yeah, TV series could be good. Now, I think where we could go with the story is I think we could get instead of a parent child situation, we could get a spouse spouse yeah. situation. I'd like to that see that. That absolutely would make sense. Yeah, I mean, that would be the next logical step. And yeah, I think that would make for another, a great story. And again, give different feelings. Um, obviously, Searching brought up a lot of different feelings than Missing did. And I think that could be another very interesting direction to go in a way that we could get all sorts of twists and turns again. Yeah, and if they're really bold, I'd like to say maybe, you know, I think one of the best parts about this is how it feels so real to our world. But I wonder if maybe not in, you know, maybe they could adapt this into some sort of like um, science fiction element where that could be included in some way. Might take away from the realism a little bit, but I'd like mm. to see what they could do with a, this style in the science fiction genre blended together. Well, let's, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, and maybe that's another, you know, just a slight knock on missing to me is that Missing felt a little less realistic than okay. Searching or Run. Um, and what I mean by that is the twist, I mean, with everyone so locked in and having access to the internet and social media, it would seem as though she would have known that, I guess it's a big spoiler, we never gave a spoiler warning, so oh, quick yeah. spoiler warning. Wee, wee, um, she would have known her father was alive. Was she would have tried yeah. to have reached out. I, I just... I had such a hard time wrapping my head around that, that she thought for all this time that he was dead and he never, you know, she was, he was so desperate to find his daughter that, you know, he found her and he never reached out first. You know, he had to have this elaborate scheme to get back yeah. into her life. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of I that mean, he, he lost crazy. his mind a little bit. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, sitting in prison for 10 years, I think anyone would. Oh, of course. So yeah. maybe yeah. that contributes to it, but yeah, I, I get what you mean. Totally. RB that yeah. did feel like this one. Felt like you could poke a couple holes in there if you tried. Whereas searching, it felt like, oh, wow, man, this is... Ironclad. Yeah. So. Yeah. But other than that, RB, what do we got in the in Down the Shoot for our listeners? Yeah. So uh, you've, you've recently, Tom, been singing the praises of the most recent, that would be episode three of 
The Last of Us. I have yet to see it. Uh, the plan is to watch that tonight. So depending on if my reaction is as hype as yours is, we may get into another one this week uh, reviewing episodes two and three of The Last of Us. Uh, obviously, you've been a huge fan of the series. I've enjoyed it. I'm going to continue watching it, but I don't think I've enjoyed it quite as much as you have. But from what it sounds like in this third episode, I may flip a switch here and start calling this uh, an incredible television series. Yeah, and of course, we also have another film coming up. Another, I guess you could say it's a suspense film. All of Shyamalan's films are suspense films. We have Cabin, Knock at the Cabin Door. Knock at the Cabin, yeah. Um, yeah. And that is, I want to say that's in two or three weeks. I know we get them back to back to back because we have another one that I don't know if you've heard much about, but I'd like to review uh, coming out, I think, right before that. Have you heard anything about Cocaine Bear? Oh, yeah, I have. Please explain that to our listeners. Yeah, so for those of you who have not heard about Cocaine Bear, this is obviously dramatized and made into sort of a, a horror comedy film, but it's somewhat based off of a true story about... Uh, a, a drug plane that drops cocaine in, in the backwoods of, I think, Tennessee, and a bear stumbles across them and eats the cocaine and just goes crazy, goes on a rampage, basically until his heart gives out. And this this actually did happen. But, of course, the film ties in all sorts of kooky, wacky characters, and they're making it like a gory horror comedy. And it, it seems right up my alley, so I'm really excited to watch that. I don't know if we're going to review it. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'd, I'd like I'm, to I'm really check it out for as well. Cocaine Bear. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll check it out. We'll check out Knock at the Cabin and and yeah. then Ant Man and and the Wasp Quantum Mania is right around the corner. And that's February, or is that March? Yeah, I think it, I think it's end of February. Is it end of February? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Man. that one's exciting as well. So yeah, we're into Phase Five. Wow. Yep. Crazy. Okay. This is where the money's made right here, Phase 5. This is where things change for the MCU, remember, so... Please, fingers crossed. (laughs) Yes, please. Uh, All right, listeners, so return for the next episode where we'll either get you The Last of Us, Cabin Door, or uh, what was the other one? (laughs) Uh, Cocaine Uh, Bear. Cocaine Bear. So we got those in the the down-the-shoot coming for you on top of the list, so stay tuned, and... uh, RB, did you say the Spotify and everything like that? Yeah, so so uh, you can listen to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Leave us a five-star review. Um, for those services that you can comment, leave us a comment. You can also uh, find us on Twitter. Our Twitter, link, our Twitter handles are in the description. Uh, so if you want to reach out to either of us directly, you can. Let us know what you thought of searching. If you've seen uh, – I'm sorry, of uh, of Missing – um, as well as searching and run uh, where you think they're going to go with his next, anything else you'd like us to review. And, uh, of course, Letterbox as well. We have been singing the praises of Letterbox. Get on Letterbox. Uh, rate your favorite films. Make some lists. You know, your favorite films to watch. Other people can go search those lists. Dom and I are on there. We have a great time on Letterbox. So check out Letterbox oh, yeah. as well if you haven't already. All right, guys. We'll see you on the next episode of Top of the List. Later.